We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the Sixth Man Show on Orlando Magic Podcast with your hosts, Luke Sylvia and Jonathan Osborne, covering all things Magic Basketball. Five fans, four fans. Go Magic! What's going on, Orlando Magic fans? You guys are back with the Sixth Man Show. Today is June 29, 2023. Jonathan Osborne here, as always, joined by my co-host, Luke Sylvia. Luke, it is free agency eve. We just keep turning around, and there's another fun NBA holiday is really what it feels like. You know, uh, the draft, obviously, most recently, the lottery before that, now free agency, next is summer league. This is why the NBA is the best league in the world. There is always something happening, and it never like it, it never gets old. And when it does, comparatively to other sports, it's really no time at all. Because the biggest you know lull that we're going to have is between what uh, summer league and preseason, really. So like without August much, to always truly, yeah, to truly talk about. But I, that's why I will continue to say the NBA is the most exciting. You've got stuff at every corner, and now it's free agency. Heading into free agency, so free agency starts Friday at three o'clock Eastern. I know we talked last episode about how we. Missed the good old days. Well, I missed the good old days, I should say. You didn't really seem all that upset about it when free agency used to start at midnight, July 1st. And I would stay up until like 4 o'clock in the morning. All the Woj bombs, you know, Shams reports, all that kind of stuff. But now I'm just going to be you know, sitting here at my laptop working with my phone waiting for all hell to break loose. And, so, you know, in I'll, the I'll, middle of the day, it'll be fun. I'll, I'll correct you slightly. I... It seemed that way that I wasn't as excited. I was, I was still with. I, what we didn't know each other at the time, but we were still doing the same thing, staying up, looking at the. I just meant like in today's day and age, if it started at midnight, I'm going to bed. I I'm not staying up till four a.m. looking for Woosh bombs. As much as the kid inside me would love to, I got too much else going on. Unfortunately, that I'm I I value my sleep way too much. As as y'all know, I um I want to get in bed get a good night's sleep and not have to worry. I sleep better knowing I, I, I don't usually have to worry about Woj bombs during free agency. Yeah, I definitely 
am a sufferer. Like I'll I'll just go off of no sleep and be really happy about it and then crash at like 3.30 the next day. That's what I would typically do. But so yeah, three o'clock on Friday, everything's going to hit the fan. Uh, the new CBA was officially finally sent to teams. I think today, Wednesday as we're recording this, it's like more than 630 pages that teams have to comb through and make sure that they understand it to the best of their ability really before free agency starts, which is kind of crazy to think about. Uh, one of the the new pieces of the CBA that Bobby Marks tweeted out is that uh, teams are going to be required to spend at least 90% of the cap. So that's going to be the new salary cap floor. Um, and when you look at the uh, the cap, it's right around, I'm looking at spa track magic's total cap is projected to be um, not cap room, but just their total cap. You know, everything that they're going to uh, pay for is going to be 135. Um, so 90% of that is roughly like 121, $122 million, somewhere in there. And if the Magic guarantee uh, Gary Harris's contract, they're going to be still about $12.5 million shy of that. If they don't, then they'll have roughly like $25 million that they have to spend to hit that cap floor. So if the Magic go into free agency with $25 million that they have to spend, it's going to be pretty interesting. But I think most of us, and we'll talk about the guarantees coming up tomorrow and Friday, but I think almost everybody expects the Magic to fully guarantee Gary Harris's you know, $12.5 million for next year. We hope. I hope that Gary Harris gets his, gets his money and stays on this team. $13 million. Sorry, not $12.5, $13 million. So still a decent amount of change that the Magic have to play around with here. Uh, speaking to the extensions. So Thursday, as you all are listening to this, is going to be the Magic's deadline to exercise Goga Bataze's team option for next year at $2 million. Admiral Schofield's team option for next year at basically $2 million. And Michael Carter-Williams' uh, team option for $3 million. And then... Thursday is going to be the team's deadline to extend the 2024-2025 qualifying offer to Cole Anthony for $7.7 million. If you didn't listen to our episode from a few weeks back where we talked about whether or not the Magic should trade for a Bradley Beal, spoiler, they did not trade for Bradley Beal, but we went through a lot of the new details in the CBA and outlining maybe why they shouldn't trade for Bradley Beal. But we talked about the qualifying offer. Basically, the Magic have to extend the qualifying offer to Cole Anthony uh, if they want him to be a restricted free agent if he gets to free agency next summer. If Cole signs the qualifying offer, then he'll have one additional year on his contract, so not this season that is coming up. That would be the 2024-2025 season uh, where he would make, what what was that, $7.7 million dollars. I believe it was, yeah, $7.7 million, and then he would be an unrestricted free agent. So what we really want is the Magic to either sign Cole Anthony to an extension if they are planning on keeping him, or we're just going to make him restricted free agent at the end of this season. You don't really want him to sign into that qualifying offer because then who knows what happens when he becomes an unrestricted free agent at the end of not this coming season, but the following season. So we'll kind of see what happens there. In other Magic news, the Magic have a new head coach. Don't have a heart attack. It's the Osceola Magic have assigned Dylan Murphy, who was an assistant 
coach for the Magic. I think he was assistant coach and helping in player development the last couple of years under Jamal Mosley. And he was also in charge of all of the video replay and reviews for the Magic, Dylan Murphy. So you might remember watching Magic games and Jamal Mosley is questioning whether or not to challenge a play and he'll look to the bench. And he's usually glaring at Dylan Murphy like, hey, I need an answer here. Should we challenge this or not? So Dylan Murphy has been named the head coach of the Osceola Magic. So awesome for Dylan. It's a great opportunity for him. It's great for the Osceola Magic. But now my question is, who is going to be in charge of the iPad? Me and you. I'm down. I'll do that. Put I feel like I have a pretty good eye for challenges, but maybe not. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. Luke, this isn't really magic-related news. It is free agency news, but it depressed me today. Nikola Vucevic is nearing uh, signing a three-year extension with the Bulls worth $60 million, effectively (laughs) killing the dream of Vuce coming back to the magic this summer and completing the absolute worst deal in the history of the NBA. My dreams were stomped out a while ago with Vucevic, but... I know that you were still hoping and praying that uh, Vucic would be uh, in Orlando Magic this upcoming season. But yeah, I, I we benefited greatly from this trade. Like you said, officially over contract. Now it gets a new one. So that's done. We can confidently say that the Magic won that trade, even without seeing what Jet Howard becomes. Luke, did you see, uh, I guess, Paolo took a trip to the Nike offices in, in Beaverton, Oregon. I believe that's where they are, where they presented him with a special uh, edition of the uh, Jordan 23s, the Rookie of the Year player edition for him uh, that has like the number five embroidered all around the upper of the shoe. Did you see those? Um, I did. Yep, I, I did see that. I'm I'm interested to hear. I I don't. I'm not a big shoe guy. But are are you? Did you love these shoes, or what was your thoughts on the shoes? Well, I, obviously, I I appreciate the colorway. You of know, black, white, blue, Orlando Magic. It's got the star pattern on that. I love that as well. I love the the stitching of the number five is patterned really all throughout the upper of the shoe. Like I mentioned, I do like these. I'm not a like modern Jordans. Don't really do it for me as much. I, I'm more of like a one threes elevens thirteens those are some of my favorites even though i don't own any retro jordans i would love to eventually they're just very expensive and to buy a shoe like that i'm i'm really waiting on i think like the royal like the air jordan one royal reimagined are coming out i believe uh which is like the black and blue version of the air jordan one but i think these are going to be suede i think that's what they're they're called if i'm not mistaken so i'm waiting for those to come out those are supposed to come out like November or December. So maybe that'll be my first pair of retro Jordans. But uh, no, I think these are really dope. My question is, is he just going to take that display and put it somewhere in his house? Or do we see Paolo playing in these next year? That'd be sick. That would be sick. Obviously, my favorite part as well is the fives all over it. But I also love the, 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 the mantle or whatever you want to call it that it's on. It's pretty sick. If you guys haven't seen that or looked at it, obviously the front says 22, 23, and then rookie of the year. It's got the stars on the back on the wall. And then it has his stats and it also has a season high 
in points, rebounds, and assists. So what, 33 points, 16 rebounds, 9 assists, and uh, his average is all that. So super cool uh, thing that, that Jordan Brand did. Obviously, they're always great with relationships and building that. I'm sure this is uh, one more thing for Paolo to tuck that away and appreciate the Jordan Brand and, and stay with them. In just a few minutes, we're going to get to our conversation with our buddy Brandon Kravitz from 96.9 The Game. Uh, but before we do that, Luke, again, Friday starts free agency. I think right now the Magic are projected to have somewhere around $25 million in cap space. We've talked about center, obviously. We've talked about some of the guys that we're targeting there. So let's just have a refresher on you know, backup center, obviously, is a major need for this team. But with all that cap space, is there any other needs that you think the Magic may need to address in free agency? I'm still good with a veteran shooter. I'm still okay with bringing in a shooter maybe at the small forward position. And I don't know. I mean, if I'm just filtering here at this point uh, in terms of small forwards, I mean, what are you looking at there, right? You're you're looking at Kuzma. Um, I believe there's been already maybe news about Jay Crowder. I can't remember. Um Joey Ingles, Torrey Craig, TJ Warren, whatever. We'll we'll see what they come up with. Um, Ubre, unless something's been announced with him. There's been some announcements here recently. I'm sure this is not updated to that because it's not official. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, I'm good with maybe adding a forward, a small forward shooter of some sort. After adding, you know, Anthony Black, and then obviously you've got Chet Howard who can shoot. He's what six eight, six nine, around there. He's going to be able to play the the three, the two in a bigger lineup. So I'm, I'm really not sure. I, that's the good thing is I don't think I'll be super disappointed. I know that the Magic have been linked, and we talked a little bit about this with Brandon Kravitz up next. But uh, you know, you, you've been linked to Max Struess, Grant Williams, and I, I don't know how I feel about Max Struess. I said it to you guys in a text last night, like he's undrafted. There's seven undrafted guys, I think, on the Heat what's the chances that they're all just in a system and then you come to the magic and then you aren't nearly the player that you were in Miami. It, there's a lot of question marks with the max truce. I think I would rather grant Williams definitely in that situation. There's just also something like dirty about rooting for a guy that, you know, three months ago you were hating or not even that long, like a month ago, you know, you were hating on and endlessly rooting on his downfall. Just something feels weird about that. The Grant Williams stuff, I know that's been kind of in, in reports for the last several weeks, but I just come back to, one, the Celtics are trying to keep that group together for the most part. They just made a big move for Chris Apps Porzingis. I don't think they want to shake up that roster too much. And if they are able to match, you know, even relatively closely what another team is going to offer him, and you and I have had the conversation that, like, historically, a guy in that position who has been a role player on a championship contender for a few years, if they're moving elsewhere, they're looking for a promotion. You know, they're looking for a little bit more money. They're looking for more responsibility in a bigger role. Is that something that the Magic can offer Grant Williams? I just don't know that I really see that. Uh, obviously, the the biggest, most glaring hole is the backup center position. You you go down the list like guards. We're good on guards. Markel, Cole Anthony, Jalen Suggs, Gary Harris, Anthony Black. Uh, if you want to talk about wings or forwards, you've got Franz Wagner, you've got Paolo Bancaro. Some people are calling Jet Howard a guard, but Jet Howard's like 6'7", 6'8". I still would refer to him as a wing or a forward. 
Jonathan Isaac, you still are, are waiting to see what's going to happen with him. But if he's healthy, you've got to figure he's going to play mostly backup four, maybe a little bit of five. So I, I really feel like the biggest actual need, like we need to come away from free agency is going to be at the center position is we talk about a guy like Brooke Lopez. It would be great. would be awesome for him to come here and be a backup. I still think he's a starter. I, I think Milwaukee is going to do their best to hold on to him. Jakob Pertl, uh, who was a, who's going to be a free agent was traded to Toronto from San Antonio. There's been some reports linking him back to San Antonio, but I would love Jakob Pertl like that to me out of the current free agency class, at the center position, Jakob Pertl would be my number one choice for the Magic. 27 years old, but I think he is—he's he, going to be a starter. He's going to go to a team where he's able to start. And then some of the other guys that we've talked about: Mason Plumlee, Dwight Powell, Thomas Bryant, uh, Drew Eubanks is another guy that you know we've talked about as well. I think those kind of five or six guys are really the the players that I would be sort of laser focused on. A guy that you can offer a clear role can probably overpay a little bit even if it's just like a two-year deal, kind of have like a stopgap until you find another answer later down the road. But you are going to need somebody to fill in for you know the 15, 20 games, whatever it is that Wendell Carter Jr. misses this year due to some you know small injury, of course. So uh, that's just most likely the reality. So those are the guys that I'm mostly focused on. I want to see us, you know, 301, you know, the Magic have agreed to a two or a three-year deal with Jakob Pertl or... Mason Plumley, Thomas Bryant, you know, one of those guys, I would be yeah. absolutely ecstatic. We have an article by Ryan Brock on the sixmanshow.com. Should be up as you guys are listening to this, talking about potential free agents, maybe who he's looking at, gives a list of some options as well as contract details. I'm not going to give away the whole article, but one of the people that he does list, that would be a shooter to bring in. He's a restricted free agent, noted as a long shot, but Cameron Johnson. Uh, is one of them from the Brooklyn Nets. So Cameron Johnson, to give you guys just a, a brief refresher here, six threes a game, 37% from three. So could be an option North for Carolina the Magic. Tar Heel. Right? You you would love that. Cole Anthony would love that. Bring him in, a shooter, something this team can add. Obviously, the Nets are going to covet him and, and not want to release him to the Magic, I'm sure. But maybe the Magic can at least play a little mind games with him, give him maybe a little bit more than they want to give him. See, uh, play a little game of chicken. That would be a, a lot of fun and to bring Cam Johnson on the, this roster. Speaking of articles on the sixmanshow.com, do not go and read uh, David Bernhauer's article on why the Magic should sign Dylan Brooks because he's another free agent target there. So, <laughs> David, that one was for you. So we're going to go ahead and give our patrons a quick shout-out, and then we'll get into our conversation with Brandon Kravitz. So as always, today's episode is brought to you by our wonderful patrons, uh, the folks that help financially support the show. Each episode and all the events that we do year-round are literally not possible without our wonderful patrons. If you would like to help financially support the show and partner with the show, you can find us at patreon.com slash the six-man show, where for as little as $2 a month, again, you can help us do all of the awesome things that we do here. Uh, we want to give a quick shout-out to all of our Hall of Fame and Elite Tier patrons, just like we do on each and every episode. 
we will go ahead and start with the Court Cousins, Drew Gooden, Armin, Carson Tulo, Normal, Magic Player History, Gabe Gaines, Magic Static, Michael Martin, Jamel Miller, Michael Salapong, The Distract, Donkey Punch, Dave, Paolo and Franz's Warmth, Pierre A, Nostalgia, and M&Ms, Dylan Holden, Mr. Mikey, Eduardo Sanchez, Drum, Danimal, Dotto 15, Bobby Skinner, Goaty93, Teddy Sylvia, Eric Lopez, Fuchsia, Juan Gerardo, Bill Fulton, Edmund Lagone, Jose Esquilin, Destined for Greatness, Kayla Pete, Cannibalism, Time Mr. TV, Joe Rothfuss, ESPN Really Sucks, Gear 95 Shred, Junior Bruce, Half Recon, Shahan 177, Bulby the Dawn, Himlo Ban Himro, Arm Prof 221, Ray Pastrana, Magic Kid 714, Spank Too Hard, Soft Taco, Jesse, Johnny B, Fuego Nando, Victor Cologne, Phantom Wolf 72, Iris Magic Mike, Austin Lampy, Random Hustle, Only Franz, Maria, Keith Wallace, Fritz, Nick G, and Currency Kev, and a special shout out to Aunt Bonnie Turner. Bronze fan forever. Jeff Turner's aunt. A big shout out to Aunt Bonnie. Really, really appreciate the support. Again, you can find us at patreon.com slash the six man show. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic. Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Let's get into our conversation with Brandon Kravitz. All right, Magic fans, we are now joined by a very special guest. You probably know him better from In the Zone with Brandon Kravitz. You can find him on 96.9 The Game, weekdays from 3 to 6. We are joined by none other than Brandon Kravitz. Brandon, what is going on, man? Thanks for joining the show. That's really cool to be involved in this. You guys, uh, we've talked about it. I brought you on my show before pre-lotteries, just trying to make sure we get the right juju in motion, uh, which has worked in the past. Um, you guys doing a phenomenal job and watching you from afar. It's uh, it, it's truly an honor to be a part of this tonight, today, 
whenever you guys are listening to this out there, um, just thanks for, for having me on. You guys are doing a phenomenal job and anything we can do to entertain magic nation. I'm all for it. Brandon, man, really appreciate the kind words. We were talking about this earlier today, myself, Luke and producer Kevin, like how have we gone this long and not had Brandon on the show? So we're, uh, we're, we're having Brandon on the show here. Going to talk some, some magic hoops, obviously, so appreciate you taking the time. Brandon, the draft was, as we're recording this, about six days ago. What was your reaction to the draft? And now that you've had some time between you know then and now, have your thoughts on the draft changed at all? Yeah, I've gone through a, a pretty wide range of emotions when it comes to the draft because I sold myself on a certain certain players, a certain combination of players. And so when I was sitting there on draft night, I figured – it's pie in the sky to think you're going to end up with everybody that you've got in mind, but two picks in the top 11, you're going to end up with one of them. And they didn't end up with anybody that I had sold myself on pre-draft. And so I was on vacation with the in-laws, with my family, my kid. And so I'm watching this, a bunch of people that do not care about the NBA around me. And I'm yelling at the TV. I was not happy with what I saw, uh, but I've let it marinate. I mean, it's not like I didn't like Anthony black. It wasn't, an anti Anthony black thing. It was just that I was more excited about other players going into the night of the draft jet Howard to me, took me completely by surprise. So that one just walloped me right over the head because here you had Grady Dick and Jordan Hawkins sitting right there that I know for a fact are proven shooters that I watched with my own eyes closely dominate at the college level. Jet Howard didn't quite do that from my vantage point. Um, and I thought he was going to be someone, and this is where we get stuck in mock draft world. I thought he was going to be drafted closer to the 20s. So when I see him go to 11, it just seems a little bit off to me. I have come around definitely on the Anthony black pick, just some of the things that I've heard the people that I've talked to about the type of player that he is, I think is more in line with what the magic actually need um, out of this draft class. It's not about finding the third star. It's about finding the guy that can elevate the two you have on the roster in Palo and Franz. And I think Anthony black is the right guy to do that. I'm going to need a strong summer league from jet Howard. I did have him on my show. That podcast is available online as well. He was a very cool guy to talk to. I'm cheering for him. Anybody that's going to wear that magic black and blue, I'm all for. Um, but I also don't want to force feed it. You know, I got to let that one come to me. And, and so that's kind of where I'm at right now. Sold on Anthony black. It took some time to marinate and I, I just loved Grady Dick and Jordan Hawkins so much that it's hard to, to see the magic pass up on two guys that went just a couple picks later. You talk about the combination, right? You, you talk about the players that you had in your mind, the combination, Brandon was your combination. Was it, uh, you know, best, best player available at six and a shooter at 11, as a lot of our combinations were, yeah. what was your, your combination like? It was exactly that. And that, and that's where Anthony black was easy to kind of come around on that pick because you could see where once the, the obvious three were gone at the top and then the Thompson twins went, I could, I could definitely make a case for Anthony black being the next pick best available player. I think Jairus Walker Taylor Hendricks, especially with the local tie and watching him up close and personal. Um, I know Cam Whitmore slipped to 20, so there was clearly something going on there that was beyond just the type of player that he is, but he is somebody that I really sold myself on. So that one is understandable, but those were the kind of guys that I really thought you end up with one of them and, and they can be kind of tone setters, whether it's 
it's with that first unit or second, you're just trying to find somebody that makes an impact on the court and then you get a knockdown shooter at 11. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think there was a magic fan out there that disagreed with that approach as you draft the best athlete at six and then you draft the best shooter at 11. And uh, if you're not going to trade the picks, which obviously they didn't, and it doesn't seem like they intend to. Brandon, we've discussed this quite a bit amongst ourselves since the draft, but really the, I don't even want to call it an issue, just kind of the the sticking point in where I am in, in processing the Anthony Black pick is just some of the questions that it raises amongst our current, you know, guard rotation. Where are you with that? Do you see Anthony Black just kind of fitting in seamlessly or or do you see like a perceived logjam at the guard position now? I've really been thinking about that question a lot the last couple of days. I don't think Jamal Mosley, Jeff Weltman, John Hammond, when they sit around a room, I don't even think they use the word guard. I don't think they use the word forward. I legitimately believe that they are structuring this team for positionless basketball, positional versatility. These are buzzwords that every single GM in the NBA is going to use. I guarantee they have all said it. Some talk about it. Others are it. Jeff Waltman and John Hammond are legitimately trying to build a roster where you've got a bunch of tall, versatile players that can do a variety of things, and they've got length. And if you look at the two guys that they drafted, along with their frontline players that are currently in the lineup, if Jet Howard and Anthony Black end up in the starting rotation, and who knows, that could happen by the end of this year. We have no idea how this is going to play out. You wouldn't have a single player on the roster that was shorter than 6'7". That's unheard of. And so that's kind of what they're going after. I think that's the goal. Now, where does that leave players that aren't six, seven Jalen Suggs and Cole Anthony, those guys are improving and, and Markel Fultz will be a part of that mix too. I think they're all, as long as they're on the roster, this is prove it years contractually and just for decision-making purposes of how you build this roster. That's what this year is all about is, and that's why I don't want them to get rid of any of these guys. I'm I'm not a fan of the idea of trading Cole, Jalen, Kel for different reasons for all of them, but I think it's prove it years. Let them go out and prove it. And the cream will rise to the top. And then you unfortunately have to trade the one that doesn't rise to the level of the competition. Jonathan and I talked about this the other day. We talked about positionless basketball. We talked about the issue with the concept with this roster. The issue with this roster is that a majority of them can't shoot the basketball. Right. It is hard to be truly positionless if you don't have shooters to make it go. And that's why I think when Jonathan asks about Anthony Black, who can't shoot at this point, right? We Listen, we all saw the video the other day where he's sidestep <laughs> three and everybody's like, oh, he can shoot. What do we tell you? Yeah. And it's like, I well, look like all, that when I'm in an open gym too, by the way. Yeah, exactly. First of all, like a week ago, all of you guys talking about Anthony black, being able to shoot after a 20 second clip were the same ones that would have told us he can't shoot the basketball at all a week ago. So uh, that's the issue uh, for me, as far as positionless. And you talk about Jeff and John and how they talk about this team. I would say, obviously at this point, we're not there. Right. Uh, do you agree with that? Like, does you need shooters at the at the guard position, yes. and you really don't have it uh, like a guaranteed shooter besides maybe Cole Anthony, what he showed you. Jalen Suggs had a jump, but he was still below league high average. It's just hard to really know. So I think that's where that's the biggest prove it point for Jalen Suggs is that he could potentially become that player. I mean, I think he's got a good stroke. 
I think he has good form and, and he does other things really well. He's a good defensive player. So that's somebody that could develop. Not everybody is the best version of themselves, even when it comes to shooting the basketball going into the third year of their career. It's the easiest thing to convince a player to work on in the off season is you need to get better at shooting. It's the most fun thing for any of us to do. If you step on a court is to start shooting the basketball. So if that's your problem, not everybody's able to correct that, but some guys are and Jalen Suggs will have to be somebody that does that, but that's where the Anthony black pick does make sense. And that's where I've sold myself on him uh, being the right pick at six is you go back. I talked to somebody who covered him at Arkansas. He was tracking this stat. He didn't give me the parameters of time, but I think he was about half the season where Anthony black, his teammates on passes from Anthony black behind the three point line shot 48% from three point range. Arkansas was a terrible three point shooting team. When you, when you compare that to spot up three point shooters, or guys that were catching passes from other teammates, they shot 20% from three-point range. So he's not going to – that's obviously extreme, but that's the reason why you add someone like that is you can raise the floor of three-point shooting by adding somebody that can find guys in the right spot. So I would expect Paolo had a rough three-point shooting season. I would expect him to tick up. Franz, we know that that can be part of his game. Wendell, that's part of his game. You do need that guard that can knock down a quote-unquote guard, even though I don't think they use that word. Jet Howard is supposed to be that player. That's the reason you draft him at 11. Or it's Cole Anthony who started to knock down shots late in the season, or Jalen Suggs develops. So I do think that it's possible to foot. I mean, it's not going to be Markel Fultz. We know that. Like some guys, just it just it's not going to happen when it comes to uh, an outside jump shot. But I do think it's possible with the guys that are on the roster that you find the individual that's able to knock down shots consistently. Brandon, you touched on Jalen Suggs a moment ago, and you once famously on a, on a draft night a couple of years ago almost passed out on the table I was so uh, when, when Jalen Suggs was available at, at five for the Magic back in 2021. Just kind of walk me through your, your emotions of Scotty Barnes going four, Jalen falling to five, and then where are you with your sug stock? Is it all time high or have you sold some of it? Are you holding on to it? Where are we with Jalen Suggs? Yeah, I've definitely run the gamut over the last year with, with Suggs. I've never completely sold it because it's still too early on in his career. He's a bull in a China shop when he's on the basketball court. And that was the thing that it plays so well when you're that type of player in college. So it's hard to see that. And, and then, we often get mixed up where we think that you're just able to translate to the NBA, but sometimes you just, you look like you're running out there with two left feet and Jalen Suggs was a turnover has been a turnover machine and he, and his jumper hasn't been consistent, but there are aspects of his game that I still really like when that happened in that was 2021, right? Yes. I'll get all these years confused. 2021, when he when when he was still sitting there, I thought Jalen Suggs could be the star that turned around a franchise. And so when he dropped a five, I was so elated. I mean, you've seen the video, you've shared it. And I appreciate that. Um, the only words that I could use to express my excitement was I'm about to pass out on the table. It was it, that was exactly what I wanted that night. I didn't care who they got with the next pick. All I wanted was Jalen Suggs on this magic roster. He exudes star. This team lacked that, the personality, uh, the leadership, uh, that mentality that I'm the best guy on the floor. Every time I step on it, I think these first couple of years have been really humbling for him. 
I think he's putting in a ton of work in the off season. I would venture to guess we're going to see a much different Jalen Suggs going into this season. As long as he has it in him. we're talking about a primo athlete that probably could have played professional football. Had he chosen that path. So you know, if, if he puts the work in, I'm confident that Jalen Suggs can be a guy that contributes. The thing is, is that he has to do it this year. But I, I still have Jalen Suggs stock that I think he's going to be a good NBA player for a long time, but he needs to be a good NBA player this year or this team isn't going to keep him. So that's where I'm still a little bit shaky is I don't know f- for sure if he can produce that now, but I definitely wouldn't be willing to give up on him. I have no idea. And I get this question all the time on my show. Well, if the Magic were to trade Jalen Suggs, what do they get in return? I don't know the answer to that, and that's not a cop-out. I have no idea what his trade value is, and he's definitely not a guy I'd be willing to just give up on, not when you're entering year three, and, I mean, he clearly knows what he needs to work on at this point. And he's beefed up, too. I think when we see the pictures of him in the offseason, I mean, it looks like he's putting in work in the gym. I just I get the feeling that he's a guy that, he does not want the spotlight off of him. Last year at Media Days, the last thing I'll say about Suggs is I, I sat down with him and I asked him what it was like to be the star that everybody thought was the savior of the franchise after 2021's draft. And then Paolo gets drafted number one overall. And now he's treated like the star. How does that make you feel? And he answered very diplomatically, but I'll never forget the look in his eyes sitting right across from him. And I'm like, this guy hates it. Absolutely hates it. That's not anything against Paolo. It's not a personal thing, but he's a competitor. And that's not just competing against the other guys that are on the floor. He's competitive with the other guys that are in that locker room and with himself. And I don't think he's as long as I don't think he's going to let himself fail. That's that's the point. Whether you're a world class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. All right, Brandon, I want to play a game. So we're going to do this thing where it's a blind draft. I'm going to give you a player. You rank them one through five all-time magic player basically list. It's Everybody's eligible, every magic player ever. I'm going to give you a player. You're going to put them in a spot on a one through five, and then I'm going to give you the next player, and you're going to have to kind of rank these guys in order without knowing who's next, okay? All right, I'm ready. All right. Number one, uh, the, or the first player I'll give to you, Franz Wagner. You rank him anywhere one through five. I feel pretty comfortable putting him at four just because mm-hmm. I need to leave space for five. I don't know who else you're throwing at me, but four feels like a nice safe spot for Franz. Okay. Next one on the list, Brandon. Anthony Johnson. Oh, see, this is why you leave five. 
<laughs> this is exactly why. Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll go ahead and throw Anthony Johnson at five. Yeah. Okay. Next player, Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon at three. I kind of like the way this is tracking. I mean, he had his moments here. I know that there's a little bit of uh, consternation when it comes to Aaron Gordon, but did lead the help lead the team to a couple of postseason berths, and of course had his moments uh, in prime time with the slam dunk contest. He became the player he is here, you know. Ito <laughs> Turkaloo. I like the way that my list is shaking out right now because I, I I love the way your list is shaking out. I'm gonna so I uh, he's at either t- yeah two or one. Two That's or the one. only those only spots that I have. I, I I'll put him at two. I'm confident you're gonna give me a nice solid name here. That's good. That's good. Uh, the number one player for Brandon Kravitz all time is none other than Jay Scrub. Wow. Well, you know, I do like Jay Scrub. Not gonna lie, <laughs> but that's a so, little aggressive. That's Jay a Scrub, little number aggressive. one. There we go. So I, I appreciate you playing along there, Brandon. It's a, it's uh, there's a YouTube channel that does these for that's all great. different sports and whatever. So like me and my buddies would just like pause it after they said one and play along. It's a really fun game. A lot of it's very. You can do movies, whatever it might be, right? So it's it's a good one. I I want it. We haven't done that on the show, so I wanted to bring it on with with you, Brandon, with uh, Magic Player. So I appreciate well, I appreciate it. you testing that out with me. I I you know off the air had my own difficulties understanding how the game works, but now that I'm in it, and now that I have Jay Scrub at one, I'm leaning into this. I'm upset he's not on the team anymore at this point. Perfect. I think he's going to become a fan of me and the show that I host because there is no other list out there that has Jay Scrub at number one other than this one right here. This is unique. Probably true. That's just kind of the the danger of the blind draft. You just never really know what's coming next. So I mean, he was. <laughs> you can't hold it against anybody because obviously they don't know. You know, kind of what it is coming after. Well, he was either going to end up. At, he was either going to end up at two or one. So shout out to Jay Scrub holding it down last year. He had some moments at the end of the season. I thought he played well. Not better right than Hedo, but <laughs> not better than Hedo. So this is coming out Thursday. So Friday, I believe it's three o'clock Eastern, which is going to be the 30th starts free agency. Now the magic took care of business at the draft. You know, they've got a lot of depth at the the guard position now. What do you think are the Magic's biggest needs heading into free agency? This is where I will lean into what has become an overused term for Magic fans is the log jam at guard. I, I do think that this is where it comes into play. I don't think that there's an issue now. I think there would be an issue if you added somebody like Max Struess, if you added someone like Austin Reeves, and I could get excited about those players, but it starts to not make sense when you have all the players that you already have on the roster. So now we can pivot to one of the things that I thought the magic might've attacked at that sixth spot in the draft, which is somebody that can be that sort of interior tough defensive presence and someone you still want guys that can knock down three point shots. You don't want someone that's just one dimensional. Um, we've already experienced that with Bismack Biombo. So I would say like a Grant Williams in free agency kind of fits that bill, small ball five, somebody who really brings the defensive intensity. He's a dog on the floor, has that um, a winning pedigree with what he was able to accomplish with Boston. I mean, he's a guy that we've watched go deep into the playoffs two years in a row. I like what he brings to the table. I don't think he'd be overly expensive. So a guy like that, those type of players, I think they'll go for somebody that's that has uh, toughness, 
that really prides themselves on defense and um, can protect the interior backup Wendell. You know, you talk about those free agents there. Is there is there one that you much like the draft? You fall in love with somebody. Is there one though that that you're pretty locked in on at all? I'm having to pivot now because Austin Reeves was that guy. I thought that he was the type of player that the Magic could really use playing off of Markel Fultz in that backcourt because he's a creator. They want everybody on the floor to be able to pass at an elite level. He can do that. He can knock down threes. He gets he makes the guys around him better. Of course, you have the factor of are you buying are you buying in on someone that looked better because they played alongside LeBron James? That's definitely a risk. But anytime you spend money in free agency, it's going to be a risk. I there's a lot to like about him. And I liked what I saw from him while LeBron was on the shelf. It wasn't just playoff basketball. It was what he did toward the towards the end of the regular season. I haven't quite found that other guy because I don't think it makes makes sense anymore given the way they went in the draft, drafting two guards. So I don't have anybody that I'm firmly in love with. I guess Grant Williams would be that guy, just that type of player, a PJ Washington type. Just get somebody that um, that can defend and that brings a level of toughness that I think this team is lacking a little bit of that. Um, defensively, they were they were not great last year, and I know that that's something Jamal Mosley really wants to pride himself on. Brandon, last thing, and then we'll leave you with this. Give us your prediction for record for the Magic next year and where they end up in seeding in the Eastern Conference. I think this is around a 40, I mean, 41 and 41 feels like exactly where this team should land. And um, I do think they end up, they probably have to play their way in via play-in. I think that they'll get there. I think that they'll, they'll end up in the playoffs let's say a seven seed tough first round and exit after round one. And hopefully that springs springboards you into the future. Miami made it to the finals as an eight seed. So anything can happen, but that would be my projection for the season is round one, tough, um, tough series and they get bounced. I like it. Brandon, thanks so much for joining the show. Do you want to tell our listeners where they can find you during the week on 96, nine, the game? Yes, exactly. There, FM 96.9, AM 740. We stream live on the iHeartRadio app. You can also find my In the Zone Best of the Best podcast. That's all of our best segments that are put up every single day of the week. So that's three episodes per day. You can find those wherever you download your favorite podcasts, iHeart, um, Apple, Spotify. You can find me on Twitter. If all of that was just simply too much information for you, I pump it out all the time, probably to an annoying level. At Brandon Kravitz is where you can find me on Twitter, on Instagram. And if you want to follow our fan page on Facebook, that's Zone Heads on Facebook, Zone Dash Heads. That's what we call our loyal listeners. Magic fans, give Brandon a follow on all the social media outlets. Brandon, again, man, thanks for joining the show. This was a lot of fun. We appreciate it. You guys are the best. Thanks. I want to give another big shout out and a thank you to our buddy Brandon Kravitz for joining the show. Make sure you guys are tuning in to 96.9 The Game Monday through Friday from 3 to 6 to catch Brandon and all of his magic takes and follow him on social media. Luke, I'm ready for free agency, man. Let's do it. Let's do it. We it, It's not a strong free agency class, I wouldn't say, but it will still be fun nonetheless. Free agency always is just that. I'm ready for it. It's a tradition like no other. Let's do it. All right, folks, that is going to do it for this episode. 
For Luke Sylvia, this has been Jonathan Osborne. You all have been listening to The Six Man Show, and we will catch you guys next time. See ya. Thanks for listening to The Sixth Man Show. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes and Spotify to get new episodes downloaded directly to your phone. If you enjoyed the show, please take a minute to give us a five-star rating and a review. It helps out the show a lot. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Sixth Man Show. We'll catch you guys next time. Go Magic! Right.